Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have with us Mark Myers. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great, Shahid. Thank you so much for having me today. No problem. No problem. Glad to see you again. I know we had a little technical issues last time, so I'm glad that you you made it out uh, to this interview. Absolutely. I wouldn't, wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh, that's I'm awesome. I'm in my mobile my office that's today, awesome. and I've got pa- high, <laughs> high power, so it's all good. Okay, that's awesome. You know, you're on the move, right? All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you tell us more about you then? Like, let's let's get right into it. Like, introduce yourself and just let us know what you do. Sure, absolutely. My name's Mark Myers, obviously. Uh, I am the uh, founder of Peak Profit Solutions. And uh, I coined myself a tax savings architect. And that's really been a process over the last 10 years. I realized about 10 years ago, there was an opportunity in this space that was not being fully satisfied. So over this time period, I've really created a niche for myself. And I'm not the only one that does this, but uh, there's not that many people out there that do this, which is really focus on reduction of tax, but not as a CPA would define it, and also not as a wealth advisor would define it. It's really uh, taking the 70,000 plus plus pages of tax code and finding the discounts, right? If nobody likes to pay retail, go out and shop anywhere. Nobody wants to purchase anything at retail. Taxes are no different and there's 70,000 pages and there's lots of coupons in the tax code to reduce your tax. But CPAs just don't have the bandwidth and time to, to go through those and really find them. And wealth advisors generally are just focusing on helping people manage their money. So there's this huge opportunity that I've ex- expanded upon in this time frame. So that's where we are now. And I've got literally um, over a dozen different groups that I have explored and vetted that can do very um, creative uh, applications of, well, I wouldn't say creative, very resourceful applications of the tax code um, black and white stuff just to reduce people's tax. So it's really a nice, um, a nice realm to be in when you can help someone, um, you know, keep a lot more than their, keep a lot more of what they're working so hard for. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a team to dissect all this or is it you that, that actually took interest and went in there and, and figure all this out? Yeah. So initially myself, Great question. Initially, myself and uh, over the last few years, I've um, brought in some tax attorneys and high-leveled uh, accountants. Now, we're all in a mastermind team. Uh, it's not under my umbrella. I'm pretty much a, um, a, a solopreneur. Um, but when I say that, I always like to confirm that the work that's being done is being done by groups of individuals. Many times, they have cumulatively over 80, 90, 100 years of experience in their space. Because if I'm working with one group, this group does one or two things that are specific to tax mitigation. And there might be two attorneys and an accountant and a business strategist in that group. Another group I work with might have a very similar mix, but maybe they have 10 people in their platform. So really, I'm bringing in all of these different resources. And when I'm 
when I'm doing an, an analysis for a client or I'm, or I'm doing that with a wealth advisor or with a CPA, I'm actually looking at all the opportunities that are available and then in, and looking at what can be integrated in to their planning. And the good, the good news is we, we don't replace CPAs. We don't offer investment advice. Mm-hmm. We just say there's, there's coupons. There's, there's yeah. areas of the code that really use your expertise. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm. So it becomes really unique. So every, every situation, every conversation is a little different, but at the, the end result, generally speaking is a reduction of tax and we're just doing it black and white right out of the tax code. This is uh, what you can do. This is how you do it. And of course, let us help you implement this. And then we can work with your CPA. And of course, your wealth advisor is usually very happy because there's more money that they can help them, uh, build their retirement planning and, and wealth accumulation with. Yeah. So do you, when you work with a client, do they get involved in this mastermind or is this mastermind just for you guys to figure things out? And then you take that data and you share it with, and you help clients with. Yeah. You know, it really just depends. I mean, it depends on how proactive the individual I'm working with is generally speaking, all that's needed from the individual working with is one, a desire to keep more of their profit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two, um, a disdain when they write their tax check, when they're writing their 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 check to the tax to the tax man, they're they're in a little bit of pain. They're like, this is a lot. Um, and three, they just want to do something about it. You know, they want to know is there something more I can do? Because I think a lot of people ask. I talk to a lot of a lot of uh, individuals that have high income tax, or they're selling an appreciated asset doesn't mean that they just have high income tax. It might be that they have an asset that they've held and they were fortunate enough to purchase Apple stock when it was, you know, $20 or uh, Google, et cetera. And they're selling, or they have a real estate piece of real estate that they're selling that's appreciated greatly over the last five, 10, 15 years. And now they're looking at a huge capital gains tax and they're wondering, is there anything I can do to reduce this tax? A lot of people ask that question. And I'm the one that um, if I'm blessed enough to speak to them, then I can show them usually uh, two, three, four different ways that they can um, reduce that tax burden. Um, again, and this is uh, black and white tax code oriented application. And I'm not looking to become their CPA and I'm not looking to become their wealth advisor. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. let's talk to your team. Let's look at how these pieces will integrate together with your planning. And if it all works out, then we go to work. We put it in their planning and the end result is, uh, lower tax bracket, more profit to use for their business, for their personal needs, for their entrepreneurial endeavors, for their philanthropic desires. Mm-hmm. So it's like a done with you type of, 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 of program. Like it's you is, so there's, there's an, also an option of educate, like some client can come in and you'll educate. I'm not sure if anybody wants to get into all that and learn all that, but is there, is there an option for that as well? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to educate as much as, as much as the client desires. Generally speaking, um, yeah. in my experience, the clients that I've worked with, they have so much uh, focus on their day-to-day, whether they're running a large company or whether they're just a successful small to medium-sized business owner, or maybe they're just someone that, um, you know, does really good job uh, investing their money. So when they do get into these situations where they need to sell assets that they've purchased uh, and they're getting a huge gain. Um, 
you know, that's really their focal point. So they're not too interested in, you know, each specific area of the code and the language of the code and how to integrate. They just want to make yeah. sure that it's done right. And of course, the groups that I'm bringing to the table are truly experts in this one arena. So you think about a toolbox, generally, you know, some, uh, somebody's coming to fix something it's going to have more than one tool. Um, and each tool is going to have its specific value. So that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing a toolbox and I've got over a dozen yeah. different tools uh, that are advanced and each tool is a group, right? And this group actually participates and does this one or two things and they do it really well, but that's mm -hmm. all they do. Right. So if that tool doesn't work, I have to look at mm -hmm. what other tools potentially will work in this situation. Mm -hmm. A broker so of each sorts, client I would say, has their own situation. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Absolutely. Right. I look at myself as a tax savings architect and I'm brokering yeah. and quarterbacking the elements that need to come into place. And sometimes there's four different things they can do. And the owner says, uh, you know, I like all of them, but I only want to do two of them. You know, I think these two are the most important mm. for me. So we get to work. I work with their tax professional. If their wealth manager is involved, I can work with them as well. But generally there's the tax professional is the one that um, I'm usually speaking to the most because they're going to be filing returns or they're going to, you know, help, help to better understand what's happening, what layers, what additional layers are being added to their planning. Um, so they're kind of in the loop and ultimately, um, you know, participating in the way that they should. That's good. So, you know, I've been blessed with professionals and experts and, you know, genius as you, you guys and what you do. But whenever they come on the show, um, they drop a bomb. Like they, they, they share something that helps and, and adds value. Is it possible for you to give us something or some cream tip how to save that they can do themselves right away? 100%. Um, I'll give you two. How about that, Shahid? I'll give you two. So one awesome. would be specific to business owners. Two for one. If if someone out there is listening is a business owner, um, if they haven't heard of the Augusta rule, right, or dwelling unit rental, that is something that they should look uh -huh. into. Now, basically what the Augusta rule says is you have the ability to rent your primary residence or your vacation home to your business. And that rental income that your business pays to you for the use of that property is not taxable. So that's one thing that generally can provide anywhere between 20 and $40,000 worth of deductions on an annual basis that have zero cost. Uh -huh. So if you do the math, if you have a $40,000 deduction, Sorry, this is this is allowed. Like this is something that you can do on the same name. Absolutely, it's been around for decades. It's actually the reason we call it the Augusta Rule, is because there's a little tournament in Augusta, Georgia, every year. And if you like golf, you know what it is. They, the the winner gets a green jacket. It's called the Masters. And mm -hmm. many many decades Masters, ago, yeah, a lot uh, some of the owners of the homes in the Augusta area around the course realized that they could actually take a vacation and they could rent their home to the corporations coming in that wanted to, you know, um, really bring in their clients and create a, a marketing kind of effect. 
So they could literally go on vacation, rent their homes to a corporation or individuals coming in that wanted to go to the, the, the master's event and they could make significant amount of money. Now, what they realized was, hey, this is our primary residence. We don't get any tax benefits like an income property, right? Income properties, they get to, you know, depreciate, they get to take expenses, they get to have capital uh, improvements that are, you know, are ultimately can be depreciated. So they lobbied to Congress and the, the, the House and they said, hey, what can we do? This is not an income producing property. It's our personal residence. Can we have some kind of benefit here? And what the outcome was, was there's a specific number of days per year that any individual, this doesn't matter if they're a business owner or not, any individual can rent their home to a third party and the income that they receive is not taxable. Now, the interesting thing is most people don't want to rent their primary residence to a, to a stranger or maybe even a corporation. And maybe they don't have a corporation that's interested in renting their home. But if their business is a corporation, right? If it's, and we'd have to talk about the structure, but as long as it's not a single member LLC disregarded, any other entity qualifies. So you can actually host events or meetings in your home and have a pretty solid deduction for doing so on a, a certain number of times per year. And all the income that you're shifting from your business to your personal, because your business is renting your home using this code um, is not taxable. So that is one uh, cool. area that um, I think this should be explored. And of course, there's a lot of rules around it. So I, I can always help people navigate those rules. Yeah. But if somebody wants to do it yourself, they can get online and they can really do some due diligence and, and dig and dig and or, dig and, and put it. We, what we recommend, you know, obviously to go to Mark because Mark is an expert. He's spending time. You always want to get <laughs> guidance from people that are doing something regularly and full time and experts in and they study the stuff every day, right? Uh, do it yourself is great, you know, but there's much more chances of messing up and you need more time. So time, time is very important. So when you get experts like Mark, that's that's going to help speed up things, right? And then you can see Mark is a is a great guy. He's open door policy and get in touch with him. So now the second one, the second one, I Absolutely. just have a feeling was, uh, it's, it's going to be bigger than this. It's going to be bigger than this. It's, it's, it's going to be so hot. They're going to say, wow. Yes, the second one is phenomenal. Remember, there's at least 10 more. I mean, actually, a dozen is, is kind of like the, the go-tos. There's other, other things that I can use, but usually there's 12, 10 or 12 things that uh, generally fit tools that work, so to speak, um, fairly consistently. So obviously, we know about the Augusta rule, meaning that you can really uh, create deductions around your primary residence or your secondary home, second home, or even an RV or a boat. Um, now let's go to um, the fact that the federal government really desires for the private sector to build a renewable energy grid, particularly solar. Okay, so and this was huge. Just two weeks ago, a new bill was voted in, which took the renewable energy credit, specifically the solar tax credit, up to 40%, and then in some cases, 50%. So starting in 2023, there's a 40 or 50% tax credit for individuals that uh, basically build out the grid, right? They're purchasing solar panels and they're putting them on residences or businesses or institutions. So one of the groups I work with, which is phenomenal, 
they have created and engineered a phenomenal program for anyone that wants to get involved in the solar business. Now, when I say that, I always say, think about, think about this as a real estate investor would. When you purchase real estate, most people purchase real estate because they want the cash flow. And of course, it's going to yeah. give them, usually it appreciates in value and usually it gets mm -hmm. tax benefits as well. So when you purchase real estate, if you have a really good property manager, you're not doing a lot of work, right? You're just basically mm -hmm. purchasing the real estate. You have a great property yeah. manager and you're collecting the cash mm -hmm. flow and it's appreciating. So now let's take that rule and let's look at solar and renewable energy and the fact that the government really wants the private sector to grow this area. And they've done this for the last 15 years. Look at Tesla and Sunrun. They have huge. And most of the major banks, have, most people don't know this, they have billions of dollars invested every year in solar. Chase, J, you know, uh, Bank of America, all the large banks, they own significant amounts of solar because they get tax benefits and they get cash flow. So here's number two. The federal government will fund your solar acquisition. If you're at a high enough tax bracket, we can make it where every dollar that you spend to acquire solar and you're about buying panels on generally like a school or a church, house of worship or some type of a medium sized business. You can purchase mm -hmm. solar on their roof and basically lock in 30 years of cash flow because they're going to be paying you for their energy because they're paying a lot less and they like that. Mm -hmm. and we can yeah. make it where between the tax credits and the depreciation that you get from that from that um, acquisition will zero out your tax. So if you had a $200,000 tax bill, well, you can send it to the IRS and never see it again, or you can take them up on their offer and purchase $200,000 worth of solar and essentially not have a tax bill. So what just happened? The IRS or the federal government just funded your solar yeah. project, and that solar project is going to give you somewhere between four hundred dollars and $500,000 of cash flow over the course of the next 30 years. <laughs> so it's an infinite Mark, return on investment. Mark, you're like a secret you weapon. <laughs> So hopefully that was uh, those were two powerful awesome. punches uh, that excite people. No, it's good. You know, I don't want, I don't want you to kind of give everything away because these are kind <laughs> of conversations you want to have with people um, because uh, they're 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 you have done the research, you know, and and you deserve to to work with people and explain them in detail all of these because there's so much even these two that you shared. There's probably so much detail involved in this that is, is just hard to talk about right now. Um, but there are great pointers, amazing. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, solar panels are not cheap, right? So when you when you're installing something like that, that's uh, they're quite expensive. So if you can use that money to get that uh, the the whole setup done utilize that tax money without like just basically losing it and then save on the height on the electricity as well moving on and sell it too you can sell it too right absolutely there's a certain time frame that you need to wait to sell it because if you sell it within that time frame then you lose the tax benefits that you received but after that window you can definitively sell it so if you think about it you're just selling it cash flow at a discount because you know that this yeah. thing is going to produce cash flow for the next 25, 35 years based on the agreement. And the, the thing about it is, like, think about this. Houses of worship, private schools, public schools, they're very happy. Because what just happened? They have a pretty large energy bill. And they just got solar installed on the roofs or above their parking, wherever it depends. It just depends on what makes the most sense for that property. They didn't pay a dime. 
they just immediately start paying mm -hmm. 25, 30, 35, 40% less energy. And I've seen the pro formas. I mean, we're looking at 20 years out. Some of these, uh, group, some of these organizations are literally paying 40%. They're saving tens of thousands of dollars a year, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in energy cost just because they allowed someone else to put the solar on their property and they didn't, and they agreed to just pay them for energy. Right? They didn't have to come out of their pocket and say, well, yeah. great, we're going to save money on energy, but we also have to spend money to buy this these assets to put. They didn't have to do any of the spending. They just had to enjoy, got to enjoy the lower energy cost. That's incredible. Amazing information. Thank you so much for sharing with everyone, Mark. Uh, we, we'd like to ask what your inner superpower is that got you, got you to this point in your life. Great question, Shahid. I'd say the inner superpower is is truly wanting to help others. And um, you know, when you when you desire to help others and they they come first, mm -hmm. um, that is a superpower that's very tough to match. And and if you you know, I'm a faith based individual, so I have God in my life and Christ mm -hmm. in my life, and and I just walk in that way. So when you're following that. Um, that path, it's just a natural thing to have that superpower in you that just wants to love people and treat yeah. them as you would want them to treat you, right? Yeah. Love others yeah. and yeah. treat them as you would like them it's to so treat beautiful. you and obviously love God. Yeah, it's so beautiful because I, you know, I, I, before in my life, it was always about get, 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 you know, and then, and, and it was just confusion, right? And once I went through my mindset transformation, now, you know, my day doesn't begin without thinking about how to put service, how to create service, how do I add value to others? And then all the benefits, all the things that I was trying to get, you know, they just come um, organically, naturally. You know what I'm trying to say? Like you, if you focus on Absolutely. providing value to people, everything just, everything else just falls into place. And I, and I like that about you. And I, I, I know you're going to grow really, really big with this because, you are serving people, you're helping people, um, and especially businesses, they need the help. And this is a tremendous help. And um, I just want to say thank you so much, Mark, for taking the time to come on this show. Um, it was great to have you. If there's anything that you want to announce in the future, just let us know. We'll, we'll see what we can do and, and help you out here. Um, and uh, if there's any final words for the audience, uh, please go ahead. No, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk and talk and talk. But hopefully uh, there was a lot of no value problem. in what I, I was saying. And, of course, if anyone wants to speak to me, uh, I'm an open door policy. Uh, if you go to my website, peakprofitsolutions.com, there's uh, an opportunity there to schedule a complimentary appointment. And usually it only takes 15 minutes of back and forth to determine what, how much opportunity is there. So literally I can have a 15 minute conversation with someone and immediately let them know there is opportunity. And, and, and I can usually give them kind of a target range. There's a, 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 an opportunity and the savings opportunity could be around this amount. So it really kind of gets them excited about wanting to move forward with the analysis process. Mm, this is good. Well, you have my super seal of approval. So it's good. <laughs> if anybody wants to get in touch with Mark, get in touch with him. He's going to help you out. He gave you the website. 
is complimentary. Talk with this man, you know, find out what's, what's, what, where he can help you. Audience, love you guys. Keep, continue to uh, uh, join us. Um, share these episodes, comment, engage, you know, engage. I want to hear from you guys. DM me. Um, if there's any specific guests that you want to see on the show, let me know. Um, but other than that, thank you so much, audience, for being here. And thank you so much, Mark, for taking uh, the time to come on the show. I appreciate you and definitely keep in touch. Will do. Thank you so much. I hate you too.